guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Today I want to talk to you about how to practically know if you are having lustful thoughts. Because what the devil often tries to do is place evil thoughts in our mind, so moments of temptation, where we have this idea of something we could act on to do wrong. So for example, if I am tempted to view pornography or that thought comes into my mind, if I don't act on it, then I have not committed the sin of viewing pornography. But these things can be tricky because it's like, okay, well, in the Bible, Jesus says in that one passage, like if you've even looked at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. And so if you're like me, sometimes you are stressed out because you're like, have I sinned? Like, have I sinned in my thoughts? And how do I know whether or not I have? And I've been reading a book called Men, Women, and the Mystery of Love by Dr. Edward Shree. It contains practical insights from Pope John Paul II's work, Love and Responsibility. And in chapter 8 of his book called The Battle for Purity, he has a chart that is very practical and very helpful about how to know if you're having lustful thoughts. And since, as I'm filming this, it's the eve of St. Joseph, the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is known for his purity, I just really have it on my heart to share these insights that I've gained with all of you, because let's be honest, in our day and age, who hasn't struggled with this at some point or other, or who won't be tempted at some point to struggle? So before we dive into that, if y'all would join me in a prayer, I would really appreciate it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. So, this chart is actually coming from page 87 of this book, and it talks about crush excuse me, crossing the threshold of sin. I'm going to explain what that means a little bit more as we go on. So, Dr. Shri slash John Paul II talks about three different stages, and not every stage is sinful when it comes to thoughts that would be considered lustful. Bear with me, it'll make sense. So, stage one he calls a spontaneous, sensual reaction. So this is just a simple, spontaneous, meaning like random, it wasn't planned, it kind of came out of nowhere, interest in sexual values. For example, let's say I'm at the gym, I see a really attractive guy, let's say that 
even further. He has one of those cutoffs that's down to his stomach, so I can just see a lot of him. And let's say he's really physically fit, and I'm very and I'm like attracted to him in that moment. It's spontaneous. It's sudden. Didn't plan it. Didn't go looking for it. I walk into the gym and here's a guy. Okay, so the Pope and then Dr. Shri, they're talking about how this is not sinful, but it could be a near occasion of sin. So I'm going to stick with this example, but you can insert any example for yourself in your life. Um, so let's say you're also a woman, um, like me. Let's say like it's not the gym, but it's at a water park. Maybe you're working at a water park and one of the guys you work with, you see shirtless a lot and you are attracted to him. He's physically fit. Okay. Maybe you're a guy. Maybe you see a girl at the gym, maybe at a swimming pool, maybe just walking down the street. Just think of an example in your own life of a time that this has happened when you're like, oh, this person is attractive. Like, and it's not just because of their personality. Like, you haven't even met this person, honestly. You just see them and you are physically attracted to them. Okay? So, not sinful, but could be a near occasion of sin. So, going into stage two, this is sensual desire, also called sensual concupiscence. Concupiscence being our tendency towards sin. So, sensual desire. This is desire for the sexual values as an object for pleasure beginning to stir within the person. The will has not consented and it's trying to resist this desire. So I'm just going to be really transparent with you guys because it's not going to be helpful if I'm not. Okay. So when it says the will hasn't consented, like there's the desire for sexual values. Desiring sex is a natural thing, especially from puberty onward. That's how God created us. God created for sex to be within a marriage between a man and a woman. That's what the Catholic Church believes. That's what I believe as a Catholic. That's where I'm coming from. So these are good things within marriage between a husband and a wife. However, let's say I see this guy at the gym and because of the nature of his clothing and just me being attracted to him, or maybe just him being physically fit, maybe he doesn't even have a cutoff, for whatever reason, maybe I haven't just been in that stage one of like, oh, there's an immediate reaction, but maybe part of me is now like staring. Um, let's say that I'm on the elliptical and he is on a workout bench near me. I noticed him when I walked in, that was stage one, the spontaneous sensual reaction, but now stage two, there's the sensual desire. Like, I want to see more of him. Like, maybe I keep looking over. Um, maybe I am starting to have these thoughts come to mind of, yes, having sex with him or just doing other sexual things with him. Like, those are thoughts that can spontaneously come to our mind that the devil can put there to tempt us. So, when it says the will has not consented, that's a twofold thing. First, the will hasn't consented insofar as I go over to the workout bench and jump on top of him. Okay, 
I am not acting on these thoughts, so that's good. There's not sin there. And let's say that I am very much trying not to look at him anymore because I'm like, no, Lord, like the more I look at him, I'm probably going to be tempted to think things that aren't holy. I don't want that. I'm not going to look at him. Maybe you're a guy at a water park and you are surrounded by girls in bikinis and you're just like, dear God, why? Like, this is so hard. But if you are actively like trying to look away and not entertain those thoughts, your will has not consented. You are trying to resist this desire. This is not sinful, but the Pope and Dr. Shri say this is dangerous. Because now you're almost on this brink because you have this desire to do more and it could yeah, it could be really bad if you let it. So it says your will must resist and not consent. So I'm going to back up really fast. In stage one where it says it could be a near occasion of sin, let's say that, okay, you've been in stage one and stage two, whether at the gym, at the water park, or wherever it just happens to be where maybe you have more of these things come up for you. Um, But you're able to resist. Like you're able to resist even if thought like fleeting thoughts come up, you've never consented to them. It is yeah, it is safe for you to still go to that gym to work out. It is safe for you to still go to that water park or work at that water park insofar as you know that that is all. Like that that is where the line is not to be crossed in your thoughts or in literally looking at people for too long. Okay, so that's where he's like, it could be an occasion of sin, it could be dangerous, but if you know yourself and are honest with yourself and you're like, no God, like you've given me the strength to handle it, I'm not worried about it, then okay. There's no sin. Even if fleeting thoughts have come to your mind, you aren't seeking them out. If you're not just going to the water park or working there because of these women or men or you're only going to the gym because of these people, like if those aren't your reasons, if your reasons are for recreational purposes, to have fun with maybe your family or your friends at the water park, or to work there for money, or to work at the gym, or to work out at the gym to stay healthy, like if those are your reasons and you're honest with yourself, then it's fine. It's okay, etc. However, if you move from stage two to stage three, that is when sin occurs. So stage three is called carnal desire. Carnal concupiscence. The will gives up resisting and consents to pursue this desire. So now you are either entertaining sexual thoughts about these people or even seeking them out. Or you're even acting on them and you're doing those things with those people or are trying to do those things with those people. So it says this is the deliberate commitment of the will to use the body as an object for pleasure, whether in the memory and imagination, so lustful thoughts, or in external sexual actions or lustful acts. And this is sinful. So, backing up a little bit, 
going over all three of those things. So stage one, spontaneous sensual reaction. I see an attractive person. I recognize their body as good and attractive to me in a sexual way. Okay, it is what it is. That's going to happen because we're human beings. Not sinful. But stage two, sensual desire, sensual concupiscence. There's more of a stirring there. Maybe it's okay, I was watching this movie and a scene came on that I was not expecting, not anticipating, and not seeking out, but it's a sexual scene. And either, like, let's say that's stage one, like, okay, a person in this scene is attractive to me sexually, but I look away immediately because I'm like, no, Lord, don't want that, not about that. I'm going to look away until the scene is over. Stage two would be that temptation to look back there's more of a desire. It's not the immediate reaction anymore. Now there's this desire to look at the person's body again, or maybe even put myself in that scene. Like there's this temptation, but if I keep resisting and if I look away, like if I keep looking away, I've not crossed stage two. But stage three, carnal desire, carnal concupiscence, if I stop resisting and I just look up and I watch the scene and I allow that to put sexual thoughts in my mind, um, that is, that's sinful. I'm entertaining lustful thoughts. I'm watching lustful actions because the thing is like, I don't know, I'll be honest, like I've been at parties or I've been to movies with friends where these kinds of scenes come up and in the moment you're like, what do I do? Because you're like, if I look away, people are going to be like, why is she looking away? Um, And like, if I look around at everybody else, no one else is letting any reaction show. So I'm like, is something wrong with me that I'm watching this? No, something is wrong if I allow myself to watch that scene, if I know that it would be lustful. Like, if it is not a good, holy expression of sexuality or is just straight something I should not be seeing, then yes, it's sinful to engage in that and watch that. And I need to go to confession if I've done that before. Um, Because a, a really important part of that is maybe you'll say, Morgan, but in the moment, watching that, it's not a big deal. And I, like, I can forget about it. Okay, friend, well... I've thought that before too, but then those scenes come back up in my mind later. They come up in my mind later and sometimes they tempt me to act on them, whether with a person, like if I'm in a relationship with someone or even not, or to just entertain that sexual scene in my mind or bring it back to mind later to seek sexual gratification out of that. So it's very important to be honest with ourselves that we need to avoid the occasions of sin. And so whenever it said like in stage one, it could be a near occasion of sin or even stage two, like this is dangerous. It's because you're getting closer and closer and closer to falling off the edge. Like I once went to Ireland and visited this place called the Cliffs of Moher. Huge, hundreds and hundreds of foot like straight drop off into the ocean. And there was a sign there that said like eight people died there a year because they get too close to the edge and they fall off. It's like, okay, I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Like that's terrible and that's tragic. And maybe they didn't go seeking that out, but 
I'm just saying, if you stay a close distance away from the edge, you won't ever be at risk in falling off and dying. The closer and closer you get to that edge, you're asking for it. And same with lustful thoughts. We have to be honest with ourselves. We don't want to let ourselves be put in places of temptation. So if you know, because for me, I know this about myself, if you know that watching certain movies or reading certain books is going to be a near occasion of sin for you, then God is asking you to no longer read those books or watch those kinds of movies. Not that you can't ever read a book or ever watch a movie, but if you know, like me, there is a certain movie and a certain scene that brings up lustful desire in you, then God is asking you to surrender that movie or maybe that scene. Like if you're watching that movie with friends, maybe plan on like five minutes before that scene, excusing yourself to go to the bathroom and going to the bathroom and like pulling up like prayers for purity on your phone or just like watching good holy YouTube videos or getting on Pinterest, just something that would not put you in a place of temptation while that scene is going on like choose choose chastity in those moments guys that's that's why he calls it a battle (laughs) that's why the name of that chapter is a battle for purity because it's freaking hard it's so hard and the world does not make it easier for you and they do not make it easier for me but the thing is you guys like god made us for more than lust I am no longer a slave of fear. I am no longer a slave of lust. I am a child of God. Let that be your battle cry. We are made for more. God is asking us to demand more from our social media and from our streaming outlets and other like ways that these thoughts could enter in our minds. Like It sucks, but if you know that at this point in your life you're really struggling with lust and you can't go to a water park, sadly, I know, it sucks like how modest people are. Like if you can't go to a water park because that would be way too hard for you or tempting or if you know that going to the gym, there are people there that don't uphold their own dignity or dress modestly, then maybe those are things that God is asking you to sacrifice or that maybe you just have to put a little more work into. Like if you know a certain person whose clothing or body may tempt you like tends to come to the gym at a certain time of day, it's okay to avoid the gym around that time. Like that is you choosing chastity for yourself and God will bless that choice and will fight for you. The Lord himself will fight for you. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord wants you to win this battle, friend. I want you to win this battle. So Jesus, in your most holy name, I just pray for protection and purity for myself and every person watching this video or listening to this podcast. Please help us to always choose chastity, to avoid the near occasion of sin, like we say in the act of contrition in confession. And Lord, help our world to be overall just more modest and more chaste and more pure. All for your greater glory, O God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
If this was helpful for you, this message, please give it a thumbs up below, hit the like button, and share it with a friend or family member or loved one who you know struggles with this. Because who doesn't? And I hope that this will help you and help them as much as it has helped me. Please leave a comment below if this was helpful and what part specifically struck you. Like I had never known that there were these different stages and especially like the passing from stage two to three being when you would enter into sin. Like that part blew my mind. But if there was another part that stuck out to you or that you have questions about, please comment below. I would love to hear your thoughts because what you think and feel matters. Lastly, if you are new to this channel, my name's Morgan. It's so, so good to have you here on this journey. My mission here at Joy and Hope is to bring light to the dark by creating content that uplifts and inspires people to live happier, holier lives. So if that sounds good to you, please join us on the journey. Hit subscribe so you never miss out on new material. I make a new video um, every Monday and I post it as a podcast on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you listen to podcasts other places, feel free to message me and like we can get it uploaded somewhere else if you'd rather listen to it elsewhere. But otherwise, yeah, guys, just thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. So much so. And thank you especially to all of my patrons on Patreon. Without you, I would not be able to do Joy and Hope. If you have not become a patron yet on Patreon, but if this ministry has blessed you in any way, shape, or form, I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting me. You can go to the link in the description below or go directly to patreon.com slash morganmuller to learn more about that. Thank you to all of my patrons. I have 44 at the moment and God bless all of you because without you, this would not be possible as I said. But God bless each and every one of you. And until next time, bye guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring, creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.